Hey world, you're listening to The Real Rob Taylor on realrobtaylor.com. The final clause of Tacitus formed in Reading in 2016 and their groove-heavy funk rock sound has seen them share stages with legends including Sensor, 808 State, Hacktivist and more. The band's third EP, Asinine Music for the Solomon State, is out on the 14th of May. The first single from the EP was just released last week and it's called Something's Gonna Break. Matt Dunn is the frontman and vocalist of the final clause of Tacitus and he joined me to talk about the single and upcoming EP and I began by asking him, what's behind the band's name um yeah it's it's a little bit uh different isn't it um i mean there's a few stories to this um so when when the band was kind of first formed with uh tom and our old drummer luke at the time luke basically you know they, they kind of got some songs together and they were like okay we need to we need to really think of a band name and get together so luke went oh come up with something short and sweet um so tom did what tom did and did the exact opposite and um yeah that's kind of story one but the other one is uh basically the the meaning behind it is tacitus was a roman historian um so his final clause would have been the fall of the roman empire so it's kind of a a, a play on that okay i i did a bit of um just before we uh, we started the call i i did a little bit of um reading around and I know a little bit about uh, about Roman history but not that much and there's, there's an awful lot of it to, to soak up I'd be surprised if, uh, uh, if, if even a, a Roman history expert was uh, was able to sort of uh, unpick this for us but um, uh, Wikipedia obviously everybody's go-to source says um, uh, his writings provided penetrating insights into the, into the psychology of power politics is that any coincidence um that is probably just a bit of a coincidence to be honest we we uh we do try and um stay relatively clear of politics in general but it's it's more i mean what i write about is more self-politics um than actual politics but yeah that's a bit bit of a coincidence well to be fair you know power politics psychology of power Mm, politics is you know can 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 fall into personal life as well as uh, and sort of social life as well as uh, you know, uh, as well as parliament so um so perhaps there is a, a an unwitting crossover there at least but, well uh, yeah i mean when, when the name was um created I, I wasn't even in the band as the uh, as a vocalist or lyricist they didn't have one at the time when they created the name so it is a it's a bit of a coincidence yeah <laughs> cool okay um so you've been going since 2016 um and uh, this is your third EP. So, what's uh, is has your sound evolved notably, or uh, have you um, uh, have you managed to sort of uh, uh, do the, play the same trick again and again? Um, I think massively evolved, and on, especially on this record. Um, and I think you know a big part of that is the writing process. So, we've always been like a jam band. Um, you know, ninety percent of our music has been you know, formed in the practice room, uh, messing around. And then we kind of like, oh, we like that riff or we like that. And we kind of form it into a song. Um, but with this record, it's the first time, you know, obviously due to COVID that we all kind of, you know, we couldn't meet up uh, practicing. Um, so we all kind of started writing the music in our separate studios in our house and, you know, put it, put it to each other. And then we would, you know, you know, go to each other, oh, that, that bit works, that bit doesn't. And we spent a lot more time actually in the writing process. Um, and I, I just, I feel like the kind of, the outcome is, is a lot more, I'd say a lot more progressive than our other music. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's definitely, definitely progressed since our, our first EP. 
in, in terms of writing, yeah. So you'd say that lockdown then has, uh, has sort of, clearly it's changed your, um, uh, your writing process and your, your recording process as it has done with everybody. Um, but has that shaped the music as well? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, mainly we've always found that, you know, when you're paying for recording studios, it's obviously very expensive and, and we've always felt a little bit rushed with it um, and and rushed with, you know, everything we're kind of doing. And with this, we kind of had the the kind of relaxation of, of just being able to do it in our own time. There's no rush to kind of getting it out. So we kind of just spent a lot more time focusing on how we want the, the final product to actually sound like, um, which, yeah, which gave it a whole new dynamic. Right. Okay. So, um, so just, uh, on the production process then. So, um, do you share the writing duties or is this down to you mainly? Um, it's down to, I mean, me and Tom mainly do the writing. Um, I'm kind of the ideas man. I normally, I, I can write a song in my head basically and, and I come up with ideas and I'll, I'll go to Tom. Uh, this is kind of what I want. <laughs> Sometimes I, I record, um, like on my iPhone, uh, like a guitar riff, but you know, like with my mouth, just going, like, and I'll like send it to him um, over WhatsApp and say, Can you do something with this? And then he'll go, Yeah, and he'll put something together and send it back. And I'll be, Yeah, that's the one. Or I'll say, Oh, no, it needs to change to this. And so me and Tom kind of back and forth, we get the foundation of a song down. Um, and then Tom's quite good at, at, you know, knowing like how to structure the song uh, for his guitars and you know where the chords should go in the structure he's really good at that and then we kind of um once we've got the actual you know main structure of the song then we obviously put it to the rest to add their little bits on it so right, yeah. right okay so so and, and there's three of you in the band um yeah do you, do you all um uh, is there do you sort of go to external production or do you produce it in-house among you or how does that work um, yeah, so we we do everything in house apart from mastering, um, and that is because we just think like you need fresh ears. Like when you've been when you've been recording and writing the same you know four tracks for you know six months or however long, um, you kind of want someone fresh ears to then do the mastering because you, you you I think you hear it differently because you you've been the one recording it um so we, we always kind of live by that rule they always get someone else to master the tracks yeah that makes that makes total sense actually so um just uh, just before we listen um to something's going to break um what are the you know, just sort of guide us through what are your influences what's the what's the background to to the uh, to the building of this track in particular um so this song was um, the first song that we kind of worked on and it was kind of, um, from me really, it was born out of this um, past year and basically uh, all the kind of crap that we've got, been gone through this last year with the lockdowns and the, basically the feeling of separation and isolation and the feeling of... Um, you know, the, the untrust or the you know, kind of feeling with the government and just basically then like all the Black Lives Matter thing that happened and was, uh, just everything that was going on was this whole, like you're, you're pushing people to the point of breaking. And I wrote a song about that um, in the terms of, you know, you can, you can push someone so far before they've, you know, they say they've had enough and, uh, 
you know, one of them's going to break and it, you know, it won't be me, basically. Yeah, yeah, as the, uh, as, as the hook goes. So let's take a look. Yeah. Um, uh, something's going to break is the name of the track. This is the final course of Tacticus. Just take us through this track first. Something's going to break. You already explained um, that um, that it's about the, the sort of frustration of, of lockdown. Is the is the rest of the EP um, along the same kind of thing? Uh, no, not really. Um, I'd say I'd say you know the, each song has its own kind of um, story to it, but there is you know there is a, a relatively common theme. Um, 
you know, the, the first song is not necessarily just about lockdown, but more just about the frustrations. Um, you know, it can even be in, a, in, in your personal life. You know, if someone, you know, you know is, is just taking the piss for so long and pushing you so far that, you know, you, you just, someone's going to break. And then the other um, two next songs on the, on the EP are War Cry Not Today. And both of these are, I'd say, they're, they're, they're fight songs. They're, they're, it's music about, you know, um, not putting up with certain things and uh, fighting back um, against it. I was just going to say that all of these things um, uh, seem to have that same kind of uh, world-weary cynicism. The album is called Asinine Music for the Solomon State. Uh, is this a product of lockdown, or did you start writing it before lockdown, or is this, you know, is this a, because there seems to be this kind of this um, this wry kind of yeah, 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 whatever you say, kind of uh, you know, anti-authority feel to it. Is is it something that was um, that that you were going to do, and then lockdowns exacerbated that, or is this uh, is this a product of lockdown? Uh, it's a product of lockdown. It 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 was started, you know, during lockdown and it, it was it was during you know the frustration um of it all um you know frustration of being separated from being able to actually do the music so we you know it, it started writing during this um time so yeah it's a product of it and you were going to mention you, you mentioned the first three tracks and then i interrupted you so all figured out and i can't talk to you are the, are the last two tracks of the ep can you just briefly uh, touch upon those yeah, sure. So, um, all figured out is um, more of a a kind of uh, a self look at you know it's taking like a kind of look at myself um, and almost the kind of despair of of, of feeling like you know you, you're just repeating the same old things over and over again, and just when you think you know you've got someone figured out, they they prove once again that you know it it was you know bullshit basically and uh you know you, you you're constantly well you know for, for me it was a constant feeling of um you know not being able to do, do you actually know anyone kind of thing um and then the last one is i can't talk to you is um written about uh, my dad who passed away um from cancer a couple of years ago so that song's basically about um how yeah basically you know i just i can't talk to him anymore and it's kind of uh, lyrics for that i see i see okay so um we, we, we've we've um, we've hopped on about lockdown way too much we're going to be coming out of this very soon we hope. yeah um yeah. have you got any gigs lined up no no we don't no we're we're kind of waiting to see what happens so there's been a few people in our inbox but i'm kind of just waiting because yeah i'd, I'd We'll, we'll see what happens first, yeah. I think. Um, I'm, I'm very much in the same boat. You really don't want to count your chickens on this one because, because you know, they're, they're talking about the 21st of June, which would be amazing, but, but that's the earliest it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, that, and so there's a, I'm seeing a lot, of, um, uh, a lot of sort of gigs planned for July and August and things, which I think is, is fair enough, and I think that's, you know, that's, that's kind of fairly realistic. But, um, you know, the, just the way this thing's been going a year ago, you know, we didn't know that we were going to be locked down, and then we, after that it's been kind of, you know, next month or by Easter or by Christmas or whatever, and we're still here. So, so yeah, I, I don't blame you for that. But, um, uh, but yeah, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to... Uh, to, to, to getting out of this, as is everybody. Let's talk, yeah. about, the, let's talk about the industry. Um, mm. uh, are you uh, are you signed at the moment? No, we're not. No. Okay. Are you happy um, being uh, independent? 
yeah i say yeah, we, we are happy like we you know we've been doing it now for um you know a fair bit of time and and it does give you that independence to use a better word but um you know it we would um we would sign if the option was there and, it, and it, you know it was a good um deal for us because having that backing from a label um does help financially and also it, it does kind of open doors to i think certain you know certain things you you might not be able to uh, to reach as far as an independent band so yeah so it pre- present more opportunities you think yeah definitely okay um and uh, just sort of on the industry generally um you know a lot of people who listen to uh, uh to to these podcasts are um are band members themselves or they you know they, they want to work in the industry so um so what kind of what's your experience of that you know you've been going five years now that you know that's not a short time for most band for a band most bands kind of come and go in a year or two um you're clearly still here uh you're in your third ep um you know what's what's your experience of the industry of making money from music and and um and promoting yourselves yeah um well i mean i i was in a i was in a band when i was younger about uh 17 18 but yeah about 18 19 for six years and um i actually played download festival with them and we we got you know quite far with that so i had i had quite a bit of knowledge of the industry before I actually joined this band. There's about seven years between the two bands, and um, I'd say I've, I've, we've got good knowledge of how it works. Um, the making money side of things, um, if you know anything about the industry, you know that there is not much money in it at this level. Um, you know, you have to you have to put in to get out. So you know, for your merchandise, you have to invest into the band um, to to see any kind of real outcome. So let's talk about other people's music just for a moment. What are the influences for the band? What you know? What are the kind of um, uh, what are the musical influences anyway? Let's start with that. Okay. Um, I mean, it's musical influences is a strange one because we are all very different people um, in the band, and uh, you know, we we've got like if you ask Andy, um, he'll say Skunk and Ansi, which is you know such a strange um, band that you would think. Could you only listen to us? <clears throat> but you know it, he's um he's obviously really into like the the bass lines used in in that band uh my favorite band in the world is a band called alkaline trio which is a a, a punk rock band but uh, uh they influenced my lyric writing from a young age and uh the the way they play with words um and the the, the double meanings things like that um but i'd say as the band i'd say you know, obviously, Rage Against the Machine and Red Hot Chili Peppers are, are big influences on the sound. Um, we wanted something that was really funky, but at the same time, um, have this kind of a, a aggression to it. It's a bit of a, you know, like a middle finger up kind of song, but then but then you can also just dance to it as well. That's, that's kind of our thought behind what we wanted to play. Cool. Um, and uh, what are you listening to at the moment? I, I guess it's uh, you've almost answered that question, but um, what I'm really looking for, uh, uh, can you give us the names of any bands that uh, a, you'd like to tour with uh, and, and b anybody that you're, you're kind of listening to at the moment who, who you want to sort of draw uh, our listeners' attention to? Um, yeah, so um, I think obviously if, if we're going to say tour, then I have to, I have to pick the big, the big boys, Rage Against the Machine, because I think, you know, that, that's kind of... Uh, 
the 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 top dogs there for us to uh, tour with. Um, but there's um, like architects as well. I think architects are probably like the biggest you know UK metal band at the moment, and they're they're just absolutely breaking through at the moment. To kind of get on that train would be amazing. Um, but we we we're all kind of we're kind of nineties kids, so we we listen to a lot of nineties music and kind of still you know would love to tour with them like uh in the bands that we listened growing up to. And apologies for the poor sound quality on my mic during that interview. Don't forget, you can find all the links on the show page. Just go to realrobtaylor.com and search for Tacitus, T-A-C-I-T-U-S. Get on the guest list while you're there. realrobtaylor.com slash guest list is the place to go. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss a show. Just search for Real Rob Taylor. Thanks once again to Matt Dunn for joining me for this episode. And thank you for listening. The Real Rob Taylor on realrobtaylor.com. The Real Rob Taylor is a Reads More production. All tracks in this show are protected by copyright and have been included with the express permission of the copyright holders. All rights reserved. Play it loud.